Hi, and welcome to the Disruptive Niche, showcasing the best of disruptors and niche businesses around. And today is the day teampreneurs can have their say. And we're really, really lucky today to have the DJ and producer, Lewis, with us, who is an absolute inspiration to any teen out there. I mean, it's just fantastic. So, Lewis, tell us where you started, what happened, how it all came about. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. Um, this is a this is a real like, opportunity for teenagers to, like, you know, get their story across of like how how they've done it and how uh, to maybe inspire other teenagers to do the same. Um, I started off when I was about fifteen years old. Um, I was given, I think, I think one of my mates showed me an app on an iPad, um, and I could see like how you could like play songs at the same time and I just thought that's that's just crazy I, I didn't I didn't learn like the old days like vinyls or anything but I learned like just on an iPad and I could see that you could mix two songs together which was just insane um and then from that point on I was doing like how like probably just the same story that everyone else, every other DJ says that I was doing house parties and um all of that and then it went from house parties to then doing birthdays to doing anniversaries weddings um and then i think i, I was still when I, when I got into it i was still only 15 um but at 15 years old i i thought do you know what i really want to do club nights as well because that's what my older friends were doing they were doing like all these amazing clubs but i was too young to actually do a club night myself so what i did was i re- researched and apparently you can do a club a club night if you do like under 18s nights so um what i'd done was i went into um where was it it was uh, function rooms in hemel Hempstead, and uh i asked i basically went in with my dad i went in a full suit at 15 with like my paper like paperwork and everything and all my research and like how many people i expect to have etc and like a big proposal and they basically said, yeah, like, we'd love to do it. Like, let's, let's do it. Let's put on a Christmas under 18s event. Um, and yeah, it, it done all right for its first one. I think I only got like, I think I had about 50 people through the door and it was all right. And then, um, I think it was maybe 16 the year after it was like in April the year after, uh, we put on a set, this, this, this little like business, not business, but it was like a, like a little promoter company called, um, humidity events. And, uh, we next and the following year in April we put on another event. Um, it was like a phone party, and I just went full out for the for the promotion. I just I made sure that it was stuck to every park bench, every tree, every lamppost, everywhere, and um, I just made sure that everyone, even the bus. I used to get a bus to work in the morning at eight o'clock to go to because I used to work at functions as well, like doing their um, graphic design and stuff, and what I would do on the bus journey, I'd literally just take some blue tack and take a couple of posters and stick it up behind the bus driver to make sure that everyone in the, on the bus knew that it was happening. Um, and yeah, we done, I think it was like 250 kids the next time. Oh, so wow. we, we, like, we over, we just, well, we went 
we we over doubled it, so it was just yeah, it was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. The party afterwards was ridiculous. We did, it, and we did it in the bigger room. Mm. That's like because on the night we we uh, the queue was just going down the road, and I said right, we're gonna have to. I think it was like literally last minute. They said right, we're gonna have to move this to the bigger room. So we had to move all the carpet, we had to move all the like speakers, the lights, everything. We had to move everything in the, like the, in the next half an hour. I just remember rushing around, duct taping carpet down to the ground because <laughs> these foam, these foam machines were just going to go everywhere. And um, yeah, it was it was amazing. That was really good. Like, uh, uh, and it was like it was it was just not really heard of because I was like 16 years old and I was putting on a 250 capacity um, event. Um, but yeah, God, that's, that's how it all started. That's really. amazing. I mean, at, at, at 15, 16, to actually have that that drive and determination to do it yeah yeah it was it was it was and it was a lot it was like a it was the promo i think it was the promotion that just it just took it out of you because mm. it was um it was every day i was even i remember i was walking down himmel Hempstead like high street asked like those um obviously i was their age because that's that's the thing like it was a bit, be a bit weird now going up to teenagers saying can you help me promote but um it, at the time i was their age so i'm walking up to kids my age going here's here's a hundred flyers do you fancy going around your schools and i'll give you a free ticket to the event and yeah and of course they'll say yes because they're, they're six they're, if, if, if i got asked to do that i'd say yes at 16 so i had a I had, and i'd say like what school are you from what school are you from it would be like i'd make sure i'd get six different kids from six different schools to go to to go in these schools and hand out flyers wow so you've gone from 200 people in the function rooms in Hemel to before lockdown, where were you playing before then? What, what, what were the clubs that you were playing in before lockdown happened? Just before lockdown, I played in uh, Egg in London. Um, I don't know what capacity of that is, but um, it's, a, it's a fair few. I think the main room holds like, um, I don't know, maybe f- 300, but then there's, f- I think there's four, four different floors in that one or three different floors. So it's a it's a few hundred per floor. Um, I've played in egg. I've played in the top room, which is the loft. I think that's like, I may maybe two hundred people, two fifty, and then I've played in the basement as well, which is probably about three fifty, which is decent. Yeah, and you am I right in saying that you played at Ministry as well? Did you? Yeah, yeah. I um, played at Ministry as well. Played at Ministry a, a few times. And weren't um, you the youngest person to play at Ministry at the time? Um, I don't know if I'd be saying it or not, but I think I played. I think I played like, well, I did play. I played uh, when I was just under eighteen. I think I was just about to turn eighteen. So, um, but, yeah. what, an, what did that feel like? I mean, what an achievement! It was good. It was really, really good. Like that was insane. I remember when I did that. Um, I bought at the time. I wasn't using the big, de- the big like CD de- J decks that they have in these clubs. Because I didn't know how to use them, so what I did was I took my own controller, and I just remember turning up to this DJ booth, and the DJ was the um, DJing with like uh, these like massive decks, and I thought, well, I'm, I'm not even going to touch them because I don't I don't have a clue how to use them. So I just put up my little DJ controller, and then we had like sound issues because it couldn't get it to work, and then uh, it worked in the end, but it was just a right faff. So from that point on, I think um, I think I got booked for a boat party on the River Thames, and they said like. Uh, we've got CDJs, don't worry. And I was thinking, right, well, oh, I need I need to learn how to use these big CDJ yeah, yeah. decks. I'm so yeah. glad I did because from that point on, 
um i've got booked for clubs i've got booked for bars i've got booked for like ministry and like when i went to, when i went to ministry the next time i done ministry um i think i did the the loft first time and then the second time i went i did room 103 which is like when you walk in it's the biggest like one of the it's like the big room it's not mm-hmm. like the main stage it's the um it's not. Uh, I think the main one's called the box, but the 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 big one in the middle with the big yeah, yeah. Uh, balcony is room one hundred and three, and that was just insane. That holds that holds maybe a thousand, maybe more. Wow. Um, I've done and I've, I've I used to be the resident at Prism for uh, a while uh, on a. I think it was I started off on a Monday night and then done Saturdays, and that I think that main room holds two thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. I know like uh, when they put on their New Year's Eve events and their and their like A levels and Halloween. Um I used to just warm up for those ones, like just the warm up and they would just be insane. Like even just warming up would be like incredible. <laughs> uh, around like eleven o'clock you start getting everyone coming yeah, yeah. in. And it'd just be insane. Oh now how when you were like when you first sat out fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, how did you fit schoolwork in around it? um so around 15 16 i well it was i think it was just at the end of school so um i think i remember like prom after prom everyone knew that i was like a dj and everyone knew that like lewis make sure you bring your speaker to the after prom party etc um but after that it was mainly college Mm. and college for me it was more like i had to than uh, i wanted to so um it was all about graphic design and, and media and stuff and like video editing. I'll be honest, I didn't really learn a lot of college. It it wasn't wasn't really for me. I um I I just wanted to get it over and done with. So what I done was, uh, I remember I was I just remember being I remember being in college handing out flyers for these events, and I remember like going into these college classes, being at the back, like promoting online, like making sure my Facebook is constantly running, and, and I've got so many messages sending out per minute and um and uh the teacher like saying oh like have you have you done the work and stuff and, and I, I would have got the work done the weekend before and said yeah yeah here's the work and then sometimes they would just say like um right you're free to go home if you want and then i'll be like sweet perfect go, go home and then get all the promotions done probably go i think by this time i had a car as well it was about 17 yeah so i had a car um from just saving i just saved up so much money from doing all these gigs i didn't i didn't go out or anything um i, I, to be honest, I didn't start going out on nights out until i was about 21 so i at the time i was just literally saving and saving and saving and saving and then bought bought a car um paid for promotion and paid for like paid for flyers and paid for um club nights and everything so yeah it was just it, did, it didn't i didn't like set like most most of my mates were going like don't be don't be don't get me wrong i did go on the odd night out but it wasn't like most of my mates would go out every friday and mm. saturday and monday night and i would be every friday and saturday night i'd be doing a wedding or a 60th birthday so there's um yeah it was, I, I wasn't really going out so i just yeah. save save those money oh, um yeah. I know you're going back, going back to um, the function when you said that you walked in with your dad. Now, I know that your your parents have been hugely supportive of what you do. And, like, your dad used to, like, drive you to all the gigs and help you set up and everything, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, about. So, yeah, well, it was 15, 16, and when I didn't have a car, he would, he would be driving me to 
I think the, the services driven me. I don't. I, I can't remember if he did it with me, but I did one in Cleethorpes. And I'm pretty sure he drove me to that, or like he drove me. He's driven me to Essex many, many times, like many, many times. There's even been times I think where um, there's been times where I've gone to Essex in my car, forgotten something, and he's had to meet me halfway <laughs> to come and to come and drop it off, like a USB stick or or a camera or something. Because I remember every time I wanted to do these gigs, especially in Essex, I just made had to make sure that I got it all on film just so I could promote it after. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'd finish the gig at like half, I don't know, maybe like half 12 and then it would be an hour drive back. So I'd get back about half one, quarter to two and then get home, whip up the laptop, edit this video until three, three o'clock, get up at 10 and make sure the video is up in people's eyes by 11. Wow. So. That's determination for you. <laughs> <laughs> I bet your dad was very pleased when you bought your own car then. <laughs> Yeah, he was. He definitely was. I think there were a few early lights. <laughs> it was literally, I think I got the car. It was in the first week. I thought, I think I got the car on like Monday. And on the first week, I said, I said, right, I got a gig on Friday in Essex. And he was like, right, well, you've got your car now. So I think literally it was like the same week, got the car straight off to Essex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you could have a nice cup of tea at home. Um, now, do you have. Um, uh, anyone who who influences you or who you know who you look up to do you or do you have a mentor um at the time i think when i was doing all the when i was about 15 16 um i i, I looked up to one of these dj's called dj or well, it's not dj it's james hype and um he's like a massive influence he he produces music he he uh does these amazing gigs and if you look at like his instagram at james hype you can just sort of you can sort of see the the resemblance of like where i've sort of picked up my sort of style and um or if you go back to my early stuff when i when i I used to do prism and stuff that was that was sort of a big influence on me especially with music choice as well that was it was quite big um when i used to listen to his sets online and and kiss fm Uh, same with majestic as well from kiss i used to listen to like his sets religiously each week and um, you can just sort of tell that that's sort of where I've, you can sort of hear the sounds that, yeah, yeah. that I've sort of picked up. Okay. And like, so obviously, like, coronavirus has put a complete stop to all clubs and everything else. So, I mean, you haven't sat back on your laurels, have you? I mean, you have been so busy. Yeah. So, so during quarantine, during corona, um, it's just been a matter of making music and, um like so it's just it's, i've i've done i've never made so much music in my life i've I've just got such like a catalog now of, of music that i'm waiting to get out um but apart from that we've uh so obviously when i was 56 we had the humidity that sort of dropped off because the club shut down and um we didn't i asked other clubs to do it and um i think it wasn't really an age thing i don't think i've ever had a problem with age um but it was, I think it was more of like under 18s did drop off at some point. I think if, if you look at it, I remember at Oceana in Watford, when it was Oceana, they used to do the biggest under 18s nights ever. They used to have like mm. 2,000 kids through the door. And then I remember when I arrived at uh, Oceana, um, the kids' nights were dropping off slowly. And um, I think right towards the end of the 
of the peak season for kids' nights, I started DJing at them. And there, it, well, as soon as I started DJing, it was, it was no more than probably 50 kids in the room. It was just, there was no kids really going out. And I think it was because these kids are going to raves and stuff. They're not really interested in um, non-alcoholic nights at uh, Oceana. It's just, just maybe just a generation. But um, yeah, sorry. Can you repeat the question again? I've gone off on the one. I was going to say, like during Corona, the the fact that you were locked down, you're producing music now. Right, yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, and you've got your, I mean, you've got your flamenco um, club, haven't you? Flamenco thirty. Yeah. So, so it went from humidity events to then that dropping off, and then it. Then I thought, right, bring. I went to, I went to so many festivals, went to so many raves, and I thought, right, what can I do that that can be i want to get i want to get into the scene of these underground raves and the and the festivals so that's where flamenco 30 came about um it was supposed to be literally the whole idea of flamenco 30 was because it was going to be 30 people in a small room in in a in a confined space low ceiling really loud music um usually like a a tech tech house techno sort of underground vibe that that isn't really commercial at all um but they are the idea is uh like if you look at my logo and stuff everything everything is very flamingo orientated um i remember having a chat with you ages ago saying i'm going to change my name to dj flamenco or something <laughs> and i i just no nah, it didn't it didn't really suit so i was i just went with lewis but I, I wanted to incorporate this flamingo idea and it's just sort of stuck i think everyone looks at flamingo now and um it's like it's, it's i get messages all the time like they look at a flamingo and see like a flamingo shirt or something and they'll text me a picture of it and it's it's just like to the to the mind so um yeah that's where flamingo 30 came about so it's all it's all flamingo flamingo flamingos orientated um underground music but yeah it was, supposed, it was just supposed to be 30 people in a room um and then the sets online were supposed to be 30 minutes um and the the playlist was 30 songs that sort of thing and it's just sort of increased over time so um, yeah, you, you did a brunch club didn't you the other day and it was 11 till yeah. 5 so it's a little bit longer than 30 minutes now exactly, yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> but people all over the world as well i mean do you coordinate them all yeah so so basically what i do is i we um well it's me and my girlfriend that sort of run it we've got like I, I I know DJs through just doing the industry and stuff, but um, over time you sort of like pick up, like we want, oh, we want new DJs. So we'll look on Instagram and um, see who's doing, who's doing well or like who's, who's sort of standing out and, or even, even if they're just up and coming, like I remember that Rennie, she's been DJing a month from, from our, from our brunch club. She's literally been DJing a month and, and we were like, right, we need to get you on board because, because you've you know, you've got the look for it, you've also got like the sound that we want. Um, but yeah, we did we did Flamingo Thirty Fest online as well, and that uh, reached a quarter of a million uh, the other day, just over a quarter of a million Jeez. people. So yeah, it's gone from thirty people in a room to quarter of a million online, which is wow. So ridiculous. so I suppose like the lockdown has sort of helped you, hasn't it? Really, it's been a blessing. It's been yeah. a blessing. So yeah, I I yeah I'm I feel nothing but grateful for it because um, although it's although it's like a bit of, it, is a, it is a sad time because you're not out with your mates and, mm. and people are people are dying but it's not um, 
for me it's been it's been like more of a creative process than anything um yeah i've just been regularly sit, regularly sitting down sort of assessing assessing what what's the next step and um yeah like um just like work, like working out where do you want to go? Because I remember it was like the start of the year. We were sort of we didn't really have a direction. We were like making music because it was pleasing for everybody, but it didn't really have a direction. We didn't really have any labels that mm. we were pointing towards. We didn't have a yeah. But now, now we like make each time we make a track. It's like right, this la- this tune is directed for this label, so I'm going to make the sound perfect for that label. Yeah. So, so what does the future hold? What what is coming up for for Lewis? Um, we've got lots more releases, like lots more releases. We've got so many releases. Um, I can't remember what release is actually coming out next, to be honest. Um, we've got loads, so we've got loads of them. Um, we've got um, plenty more live streams. I'm not going to stop the live streams. Even if the lockdown was lifted, I'm not going to lose mm. the live stream. Because, uh, and I think that a lot of DJs will, will stop doing that. As soon as that lockdown is finished, it's like, right, cool, we can go back to the clubs now. Mm. That's all. As I've seen, but I'm going to be, as well as doing the clubs, I'm going to be doing the live streams. Um, speaking of clubs, I'm going to be doing, just before lockdown was lifted, I had a booking in the Ministry of Sound, Room 103 again. So literally, I think it was like the weekend they got locked down. Oh, no. was, uh, that was on. Um, Ibiza? I Ibiza on the cards? I be- yes, Ibiza is definitely on the cards. I'm actually supposed to be going to Ibiza next month um, because I've got... Um, a few bits to shoot out there to work or to, to to play work, to work and um i think i don't think i've got any sets or anything um but um i've got a few bits to shoot for other friends and stuff um so i'll get that done um and then flamingo 30 events definitely like it, it's a, a massive for me because i think because it's done so well online we definitely need to bring the events we've we've done uh three events really we've done one in prison watford we done one in Steinbeck and then we done one in um Basildon. Mm. Um so yeah, we just need to bring bring that back and do make that bigger and better, uh, yeah. which it will be. Um got some really cool venues in mind. Um and that's the good thing from doing doing these um Flamenco thirty live streams. It's just led to so many friends and contacts in the industry that wanna help out and and uh wanna get involved. So yeah it's good excellent and any like dream collabs coming up or you know ones who would you love to to collab with uh um i've got some collaborations coming up um just to name a few mentions we've got uh charlo from um Charlo from Love Juice, which is uh, we've got some collaborations coming up with him uh we've got cruel intentions from Love Juice, which is coming up um we've got uh sky high from love juice as well so a lot of love juice djs at the minute um uh my dream collabs would probably be something like low stepper or um i don't know just aiming high but got to. <laughs> um you've aimed high yeah. from the start so <laughs> I think maybe James James Hype as well because he because he was such an inspiration from from the start. It'd be so cool to yeah. say that story of like I was literally looking up to him. I remember like I remember like I'm I'm actually I'm not good friends with him, but you know we've we've met a few times and I've been in, in one of his music videos. 
um, on YouTube, which was quite fun. Um, but I remember like when he, when he, when I first met him, I think it was in, um, in a club in London or something. And, um, I just remember seeing him and you get that proper fanboy like, like, I was so excited. And now, <laughs> now you see him, it's like, you're right, mate, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> How things have changed. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, like, what advice would you give to any teenagers who are thinking about starting out like this or, you know, thinking, oh, this is what I want to do? Um, I would say literally just start, uh, just grab a pair of, Grab a pair of CDJs, or uh, if you can't get a pair of CDJs because they're extortionately expensive, um, grab a um, grab a laptop, or a, or even just start on your phone. There's apps on your phone now that you can literally just download today and get DJ. And I think it even links to Spotify, so you can you can just use the music that you've got in your libraries already. Um, just, just like just have fun with it, just play around with it, link it up to your to your um, mum's speaker in the kitchen or whatever, and just like uh, yeah, just crack on with it. It's yeah, no and it sounds it, it sounds like from from your perspective as well that promotion is the key to getting your name out there and to being taken seriously as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. I think the key if if, if you want to become if you want to become a wedding DJ, it, it it's it's. I would say it's it's that's that that's the easy route. Pick up a pair of decks and and just learn to DJ and learn, get to know the music, etc. If you want to become an artist, you need to be making your own music. I got taught that. I think mean, I went to a gig once for Majestic, and I remember I was backstage with him, and I said to him, "What like what?" He said because he said, "I've seen your stuff online, Lewis. It's amazing, um, but you're missing one thing." And he said, "I said, well, what what do I need to get to the next level?" He said, "You need to be making music. Like you need to be putting out your own music. You need to be putting out free downloads, remixes. Um, people want free stuff. Like if you if you put out a free download, you're more likely to get a response than than saying I've got a track on iTunes for 99p because although it's 99p, people have got to put in all the details to get it. Whereas if it's free download, people are just going to be downloading it straight away." Um, so yeah, get into production, get making your music and don't be ashamed to, don't be ashamed to get people to help you. Um, I, I'm not going to deny that I've had a lot of help along the way. Um, because it's, it's all about helping each other and, and, um, I'm assuming, uh, for example, um, who's a big DJ, Calvin Harris. I'm assuming that he hasn't, um, he hasn't learned. Um, I'm assuming he hasn't had, not had any like help from other people mm-hmm. along the way. Um, there's no there's no shame in it because uh, you know it's, it's, it's that's how you learn, isn't it? As well, you learn, learn exactly. I've learned I've learned so much from being in the studio with other DJs and producers mm. than I have been sitting at home watching YouTube tutorials for 14 hours a day. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. I know that the Roundhouse in Camden do some amazing free workshops for for, for teenagers on music producer and production and 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 everything. Yeah. You know, just look around, look, Google it, and see what you can find. Um, or talk to, I suppose, yeah. talk to other DJs who can help as well. Yeah, there was literally a guy on, on a YouTube the other day that I was watching, um, John Summit. Um, he was literally teaching how to make a, a basic track, and I've just seen. Um, on Defected, probably one of the biggest house labels out there at the minute. He's just had a release with them um, on their on their flagship label, Defected. So it's just, yeah, it's just ridiculous. 
So, yeah. Excellent. Oh, thank you. Now, um, obviously, we've got Flamingo30. They can find that on your Facebook page, yeah? Is that how you find it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm most active on my Instagram page, um, at Just Lewis UK. Um, my Facebook is where I do most of my live streams. If you want to watch any of live streams, it's same at Just Lewis UK. Um, there is a Flamingo, if you want to get involved with any of the events, we do have a private group because the reason for Flamingo 30 was to promote my artist brand, which is why we haven't done a separate Facebook and Instagram page Mm. for it. Um, I wanted to tie it all in together and have it all underneath the same hat. So, um, there is a private Facebook group. I think if you search uh, Flamingo 30 events on Facebook under the groups, then, uh, you can request to be in the group. Next, um, well, we'll put all this information on the um, podcast and on the uh, website as well for people to, to find you and everything else. So thank you so much, Lewis, for taking the time today. Now, we have got the final questions, which are the most important ones. People of the nation want to know these quick fire questions. Are you ready? Okay. Marmite, lover or hater? Uh, hater. I don't think anyone said lover yet. Master Chef or British Bake Off? British Bake Off. Ta- tea or coffee? Uh, coffee. Red or brown sauce? Brown. Red or white wine? Uh, red. Red. Okay. Football or rugby? Um, I am more of a rugby person. And strictly or dancing on ice? Dancing or on no. ice because I've got light ice skating. So. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, thank you so much, Lewis, for taking the time out of your incredibly busy schedule for talking to us today. And as I say, all your links will be on the website so people can go straight through to them. Um, And keep doing what you're doing because you are fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Take care. Bye. Bye.